Hey! Why are you shaking me off? Huh? I want to bring the heater to announce my presence with authority. To announce your what? To announce my presence with authority. <laughs> is how you announce your presence with authority. This band had been together um, about six months when this was released, three months when they recorded it. First song, first notes on the album, boom, boom. Um, I have a guitar beside me, can you hear me? That's announcing your presence with authority, but beyond just the intro, beyond the intro on that song, and I got my guitar, instead of, I don't have... A, I don't have a producer to um, to make this stuff um, uh, to, to do this stuff for me to pull out clips and stuff. B, I don't really have the capability to add it into the videos. I'm recording this direct to YouTube this time. Last week's video didn't upload. I have no idea why. I'm trying it this way. I will try to re-upload the other one, but I'm also trying to upload a big whack of pictures. Um, that that uh, and by the way, well, I'm gonna keep the headphones on for a few minutes. Um, uh, this big whack of pictures for my son's basketball tournament and so my just it's so I'll try and get 62 up so here we go we're announcing our presence with authority first song first album brand new band been together a few months and they come in with two three four one and two and three and four right Triplet, 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 triplet. Triplet, 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 triplet. Paradiddle, triplet, something else, something else. And uh, and I've never counted that last bit, so I don't know if paradiddle, triplet is what they did. That's impressive enough. That's something. But here we go. This is the lick. For you non-musical freaks, for you people who don't know it, or for you actual, you know, musicals who don't know this song, that's an E, that's a D, the lick. That's a D, a great lick, by the way. That's a great, that's not a good lick. That's a great lick. That's imaginative, that's interesting, that's so much cooler than... It's not the best lick in the song. This is the cool thing. This song is in the key of A. We just played an E and a D. No A. The chords in A, the primary chords are A, D, E. So the A, through that whole first part, you start with E, and then D. Back to E. The whole key of A is implied in the two chords you're using. It's not actually ever played until the chorus. The chorus comes in with the A. Second verse, not the same as the first. He comes in with. Now, more music. The, the, the um, uh, relative minor of A is F sharp minor, and that's where we go to here. Those notes are F sharp minor, E, F sharp minor, E, D, E. So we're back to the D, E, F sharp minor, okay? That's what we're doing there. That's a cool lick. That's a super 
cool lick. And again, the key of A is implied through the whole thing without ever playing an A. You know who does that? Nobody. That's who does that. Nobody. That is so outside of the box. It's absurd. That is different than anything anybody else was doing at the time. People still don't do it. It's now, you hear that, you go, that's cool sounding. And you still don't go, I'm going to write like that. I'm going to write in the key of A without ever playing an A. Nobody does that. That is right outside of the box. That is bizarre. That, that is bringing in the heater and announcing your presence with authority. I say, what ho, this is Brian. Call me Nuke Lelouch Gardner. Coming to you from Ramblon Towers. As you can see, I'm not in the dungeon. Uh, beautiful out day outside, by the way. You can see the window behind me. Uh, coming to you from Ramblon Towers in scenic, scenic, beautiful, and sunny Hespler, Ontario. The uh, submarine is gone, so it's all good. Um, you are listening to Ramble on Radio, episode number 63. Ramble on Radio is the only dedicated, only Led Zeppelin podcast. Never mind dedicated. Only Led Zeppelin podcast on this or any other known internets. Be sure to go to rambleonradio.com for all your Led Zeppelin news um, and any links I mentioned during the show. You can subscribe to Ramble on Radio through iTunes. And if you go to iTunes, leave a little um, review. Give us a star. Give us two stars. Give us four stars. Give us five stars. Whatever you want to do. I'll leave some stars. Leave a review. And what that does is that helps with uh, the placement of the podcast within the hierarchy. Um, listen on Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Be sure to follow Ramble on Radio on Spreaker when you go there. Again, helps with hierarchical placement. Uh, and check it out at Ramble on Radio on YouTube. Uh, I'm, I'm recording this direct to YouTube. Um, well, it still has to be uploaded and stuff, but I'm using their software to do it. Hopefully, this is just a bing, 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 done. It's in, we're in, we're in business. That's what we're looking at. Okay, so, got it. Led Zeppelin 1, the deluxe edition. If you haven't seen it, by the way, there's some pictures on the inside. You have to be on YouTube to see these. I'm holding them up in front of the microphone, but you still won't be able to see them. You can see uh, picture 2, actually. There's... Uh, Picture, there's a picture, there's a picture. On the back, there's another picture. And you also get the Chris Dreha picture. And those pictures on the back might actually be from the Chris Dreha um, um, shooting. The, the um, Not that he was shot, do you understand what I mean, right? Uh, and then, uh, then we have a little booklet, too. So I presume this is a mini version of the booklet you get, including the blown up. How do you like them apples? Hey, Baron Von Zeppelin or Eva Von Zeppelin. How do you like them apples? <laughs> There's a picture of the Hindenburg. Yeah, you think you intimidated us, do you? 40 years later. You don't call us the knobs for nothing, right? So anyway, there's. Uh, if you're on, if you're on, uh, this is the boring section if you're listening because I'm, I'm holding these up for the YouTube people and I'm not getting there very well. But anyway, this is, it comes with a little booklet, two discs, uh, it folds out and has some extra pictures. That's, the Deluxe Edition, Led Zeppelin 1. Led Zeppelin 1. So far, other than the... I talked last week. I got the iTunes one, so I can listen. This is I picked this up first because I was reviewing it first. And I wanted to have... I wanted to be able to say it sounds better, sounds worse, sounds up, sounds down. So I picked it up, and I was going to get this one anyway. Um, this is for the car. This I don't have this on CD. Actually, I do have it on CD, but I picked it up a couple of weeks ago for $3. Uh, so I'm not too worried about that one. Coffee by Tim Hortons again, although the mug says Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
house that Rock built. They have to change it nowadays to the house that Rap built. Or Rock built and Rap took over, baby. Um, but there you go. Uh, so, so again, this came out in January 1969. They recorded it, uh, I believe, in September. Got together in July. They recorded in September, October. Did it in something like 18 hours. 18 hours. And they come up with a song together like Good Times, Bad Times. Look. Talk about them ripping off songs all you want. Talk about Days to Confused isn't even remotely original. Talk about Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You is not original. Nobody ever suggested it was, by the way. Talk about You Shook Me and I Can't Quit You, Babe, being, okay. Talk about how many more times being, uh, what's that song? Uh, I heard a Muddy Water song just recently, and oh, that's pretty much how many more times. Except, like, they change the arrangements and stuff, and they do complete. they take the lick, and then they, expand it beyond belief so so that's <laughs> am I there hello okay I just lost the YouTube video um, so I'm back hello he wants me to start again now okay so we're done on the video how's that sound so um, that's distracting me completely but they got together for a couple of weeks or a month or two and then came out with good times bad times babe I'm gonna leave right into babe I'm gonna leave you from boom boom into by the way in A minor so we're in a new key again I can't remember Dust in the wind I was playing. Um, but yeah, you know, they go into A minor for that, which is a, a lot of bands play every song in A, every song in E sort of thing. Um, um, but no, they they went into A minor, uh, which is a variation of the key of C instead of a variation of the key of A, which is what it sounds like I know. Um, and then into the bluesy you shook me, then into Dazed the Confused. Oh my goodness, it's side one. <laughs> It's side one of their first album. Good times, bad times, babe, I'm going to leave you. You shook me, dazed and confused. <sighs> yeah, that's announcing your presence with authority. Um, <clears throat> they really came out of the, really came out strong. And, and, and sit, listening to this, throwing this in the car and turning up the volume, really banged it into my head. This is a wow album. Um, now... I told you I was going to talk some personal stories and stuff on these ones, as well as review the albums themselves and whatnot. I, I backtracked to the first three, four albums. Um, uh, I really got into... Now, I was, you know, in 1976, I was 13. We went and seen The Song of the Same. It was in January, February. It was across town. It was snowing that night, I recall, um, from the back of Dad's car as he drove us to the movie theater to see The Song Remains the Same. Uh, I went in a Led Zeppelin fan. Now, you go to the, the fair, you go, you know, you go to the carnival, um, or you go to the Axe if you're in Toronto, you go to the Canadian National Exhibition every year, and the guys at the Tilt of World would be playing rock and roll and Black Dog and When the Levee Breaks. Um, so you heard Led Zeppelin. You play, you danced to Stairway to Heaven at the end of the dance in school. Um, we were there. You know, we were doing that stuff. We, you know, I was in grade, going into, I was in grade eight, I guess, right? Yeah, I was in grade eight. So, you know, we had danced to the songs. Um, 
we kind of knew, I would say we knew Rock and Roll Black Dog. You knew Stairway to Heaven. Um, I'm trying to think if there was really anything else we knew very much other than maybe what you'd heard from your brothers or something. So we went and seen, me and, me and my buddy went and seen this, blown away. Came out, blown away by that. This is it. Now I'm a big fan. So um, I go home, I start picking through my brother's records, right? And, and I go to four first because it's got to say, okay, I've probably, I've probably already borrowed that a number of times. So I go into three. Um, and, and I will talk more about this, but devastated, blown away. Um, just everything changed. It was an everything changes moment, you know? And uh, I can tell you that that was, so we're talking, you know, the early winter of, of 76, Christmas 1976, my brother bought me Led Zeppelin three and said, can I have mine back now? <laughs> so he never saw it again until, until he bought me a copy. Uh, um, so, but anyway, so at that point, now I'm backtracking. I backtrack into two and I backtrack into one. And, uh, you know, I don't really remember two and one very much. I don't, they, they don't stick. And backtracking into them is different than when, in 69, when this hit the scene, you know, there's, there's books out there where they talk about it, how, how it was unbelievable. It, it completely changed the musical, the musical atmosphere. Um, and two, again, did more or less that. To me, two sounds like just a lot of other bands, mostly because just a lot of other bands now do what Zeppelin did on two. Not because it's a lousy album, it's a, you know, it, it's because it's it sounds like what a lot of people have done since. One is the same. I mean, there's there's it's it, it's you know the the Jeff Beck talked about his Truth album um, with his Jeff Beck group and said, well, you know, we did I can't was it I can't quit you, baby? I think it was I can't quit you, baby. We did I can't quit you, baby. Just like that. So it's a it's an identical album. No, 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 no. Jeff Beck, you never had good times, bad times. You just didn't. You did. Um, he did Green Sleeves, not Black Mountainside. Um, and Black Mountainside went straight into it. I mean, before it was over, they were into communication breakdown. That's announcing your presence with authority. That's, you know, that's a curveball to a heater. Um, but right off the bat, Jimmy Page talked about, he talked about light and shade. And, and people think of Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. They think, oh, the acoustic guitar stuff. Oh, it's nice, nice and shady. It's... Um, or it's light. That's light. Um, but good times, bad times, communication breakdown aren't shady, and they're not light. What he means by light and shade, and I, I've had this discussion before on this show, but artists talk about light and shade. You put light here, it brings some, this what brings this point alive. Or, or, you know, how the light hits something, how your eye reads the light hitting something, that's what the artist is trying to bring alive, bring it out to bring it alive. And if they get the, the, it doesn't matter if they draw, when they sit and draw a bowl of fruit in art class, um, any halfway decent artist should be able to draw a bowl of fruit. It's just an apple, it's, it's got some shapes, it's, got a, it's a banana, it's an apple, it's a pear, it's a peach. you got some different color, but there's nothing complicated there. Circles, ovals, you know, um, that sort of thing. But it's, ba it's basic shape making. But the other thing they go at is how is the light hitting the bowl. You light up this side of the bowl, you light up the right side of the bowl, so that means the left side of the bowl at the bottom is dark. The light's hitting it in different ways, and you, in order to make it seem three-dimensional, in order to make it seem real, the way your eye perceives the world, 
The light needs to be right. The light needs to hit. And good artists twist the light and bend the light to change how something appears. They will take the most basic thing, they will make it look like exactly like a look, but they'll turn the light on its head. They'll do something different with the light, and it's a different thing, but it looks phenomenally real. That's light and shade, and it's how the light hits. When the light hits something, that something puts off shade, right? It puts off darkness. The light hits a banana. Behind the banana is dark. That's shade. That's shadow, right? It's like your shadow. That's the shady area. Light, shade. There's still light there. It's not dark. There's still light there, but not as much, and it's how the light dissipates, right? So when we talked about good times, bad times, not playing in the key of A without ever playing the A chord until the chorus, that is light and shade. That is having the light of the music hit it in a different way to change the shape of it, right? I, I, I played this song for years, thought it was in the key of E. Um, as a matter of fact, I played the chorus in E, played the chorus with the E, D, and A. Um, e, no, E, A, B. Instead of going E, A, E, D, I think is what the chorus actually is, which is the proper chorus. But I thought for years it was in E. It, it takes to be a little more sophisticated musically to go, oh, that's an A. This is what's happening there. That's light and shade. And right off the when they say right off the bat, we did it, babe, I'm gonna leave you. We did it on Black Mountainside. No, right off the bat, they did it in the first two notes of Good Times, Bad Times. Starting a song in A on an E chord is light and shade. <laughs> but going into Babe, I'm gonna leave you, that's the same thing. That's bringing it down. It's slowing it down. And it's swelling, and it's bringing, and it's moving the light around. It's changing how the light hits the songs. That's what they did in Good Times, and Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. It's what they did in Good Times, Bad Times. It's what they really, really, really did in Days to Confuse. Um, this is a phenomenal album, it, it, musically speaking. Uh, considering the guys didn't have, you know, a couple of years later, bands would sit around for months and years recording an album and not do stuff this sophisticated. Um... And, and that's the point. While it's a pure, raw rock album, it's really sophisticated music. Um, two falls a little back on, on that, but it's a road album. They're on the road. They're playing. They're writing songs on stage, basically, or in, in song, in, in sound check. So it's going to be less, less time to say, let's twist this on its head. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, but that's... That's what this album is. That's what this album brings to the table. Um, from a sound perspective, and I'm not going to review it. I think I did review kind of every song at one point, so I'm not going to do that. Now, from a sound perspective, I put this on against the Barry Diamond CDs, which are the early 80s CDs, which are the ones the audiophiles go, 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 go for. Um, they will call those the best ones, and I think it sounded... Um, now, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I didn't do no for no. I didn't do every 10 seconds. It's kind of tough to do a direct comparison because there's always going to be air in between your comparisons. There's always going to be, take it out, change the CD, put the song on. Um, and that time in between allows your ears to kind of come back to ground a bit. So it's hard, but to me, it was brighter. It was wider is the sound, right? It sounded like it filled the room, um, the thing you're really looking for, I'm looking for, is, is the feeling that you're in the room. Um, and this provides that. The sound is really soft. And I put it on in the car, turn it up, and, you know, sometimes in the car something sounds great. Sometimes in the car something sounds... It just can't fight the, the ambient noise. It sounded great. It just blew the, the doors off the car. This is great sounding. So it sounds really good. It's a good 
quality, um, good quality CD, good quality mixes. Um, but it, but it's also a phenomenal album. And, and I, if you've not listened to this in a while, just go back and re-listen. Now, on top of, of course, the album is the um, the bonus material. Um, I think I commented last week that the bonus material was, you know, there was maybe some ups and downs on it. I was okay with some of it. I wasn't so okay with some. The sound quality was spotty at best. Um, after a week of listening to it, I was way wrong. I was way, this is great. I'm loving this live show. And it's what I was hoping it was going to be. Uh, yes, White Summer is probably a little long at eight, eight nine minutes. Um, but outside of that, and, and of course I can always live without a drum solo. That's, but they're going to put it in in tribute to Bonzo no matter what, right? Um, oh, do we know, has anybody heard, did they cut Heartbreaker, the solo? Because it really... It just does the uh, the pull-offs, the trills and pull-offs, like the and then it goes straight into the. Um, it has a guitar here. Describe. It it goes from this stuff. It's hard to do on acoustic, right? Right into. Um, I keep trying to set up the chair and it keeps slipping in the chair. So there's a whole two minutes of solo from, you know, the. I'm guessing that's that's been cut. Um, does anybody, and I think I remember some, hearing something about that. Does anybody remember? But those are, what I'm getting at, those are, okay, uh, could have been a longer heartbreaker. I'd love to hear more solo heartbreaker, less drum solo. White Summer, I could have lived without. Or a four-minute version. I said this, at the four-minute mark on uh, White Summer, It stops. And it sounds exactly like where he stopped in the, like the 77 tour. So, and every time he does that, I keep expecting Cashmere to blow in. And then he goes on for another four minutes. Um, but those are quibbles. This is great. This is so good. It's a great version of Heartbreaker. It's an astounding version of Days of Confused. You Shook Me blows the doors off. And how many more times is phenomenal. Uh, without being one of the big, they jammed how many more times for hours sometimes. It's not one of those ones. It's a 10-minute version. They knocked this out of the park this night. They were playing so... Page was on fire. Now, he fumbles and stumbles once in a while, but on fire, playing like a man possessed, which he did a lot in these days. It's not... It's not... Oh, it was one of his better nights in that tour. It was... That's when they played in uh, 1969. But he's all over the map good. Um, and the rhythm section, again... So snug and tight, so on top of it. Um, those guys were so good. Anyway, Paige, it was in an interview this week, right? Where Paige said there wasn't a weak, like everybody was as good as the next guy. There wasn't no, there wasn't a weak link in Led Zeppelin. Was what he thought made them great. And he's so right. And when you listen to this, this live, this, this live portion, uh, and you get how good that rhythm section is, how on fire Paige is, how, how, um, just giving it as all Robert Plant is. And and he's at this stage. He's still not quite got full control of his vocals um, but that's that's a good and bad that's one of those good and bad things that's like pages on fire can be a good and bad thing yeah he stumbles sometimes yeah he sounds like he runs out of steam or, or he's, he's playing ahead of his brain so he's it happens but when he's hitting those notes it's astounding and singles for plants yeah sometimes he loses control of the voice especially on the high end but 
but boy, it's worth the it's worth the risk, right? It's it's a risk, and it's worth the risk because they're playing so good, and it's so alive sounding. Now, sound quality wise, this is not as good. If you've bought the um, if you bought the high def files, um, and you're playing them on your computer, lots of guys are doing that. You can buy them. You can buy them at HD Tracks, I think. Um, of course, if you bought the box set, you get a download code for the high def files. The high def files um, for the bonus material on disc one is that it's all 98. Ah, uh, damn. I don't know this stuff very well, uh, but I know the higher number, the better. How's that? But it's it's 9844 or something like that, and that's kilohertz and megapixels or megs or something like that. Um, but the the material on the some of the bonus material is less. The material on on the live bonus material on the first one is not 98; it's 44 or 88 and 44 or something. It's how, and I think. I heard that explained. That's because it's mono a mono recording. So it's there's not two basically tracks joined together. There's one track, so it's half. But it's not as high def. It's the, the sound quality uh, in every level, and the def quality, the the audio file quality isn't there. But it's also not there just from you or my listening standpoint. Um, it is, as I said last week, a couple of steps above bootleg. Um, you will get bootlegs nowadays that are probably better quality than than. No, not probably. Uh, matter of fact, in 2007, after the celebration day, there was some bootlegs hit the internet that were better than uh, than the quality of this. Uh, that's just going to happen. That's got everything to do with the equipment it was recorded on, with the technology of the time. Um, and it was recorded on 1969. It was radio equipment. It was, but this is the early days of FM radio. Um, and they weren't thinking we're going to record this, hold this for posterity. We're think they're thinking this is as good as it's going to sound. We'll record it to the point where that's as good as it will sound on the radio anyway. There's no point in doing X Y Z because it's not going to sound any better at the. And that's the end of the day. The guys who recorded it, that's what they were thinking about because that's where their money was coming from. You know, they weren't thinking, oh, 50 years from now, some guy will make a fortune off this quality recording. They were thinking this is going to sound X good going over the radio. So we're going to record it to X, not to X plus, you know, X to the power of N. It's just not going to go that way. It's, and so the recording is what the recording is. It's, it's the technology of the time and it's the, uh, um, it, it's how these people were thinking when they recorded it. And, and thus they should have been thinking, correctly thinking. Um, their radio station, probably not, I, I, I don't know if it was a commercial radio station or, um, something like the BBC, like uh, Radio France or something. Um, this is a good question, isn't it? First broadcast on French radio, November uh, on Europe 1. Uh, French radio on November 2nd, 1969 on Europe 1. Um, I'm guessing that is a state broadcaster. But even still, you don't want them spending all sorts of money to record, uh, record a concert in a better quality than they can broadcast it. And that's just not, that's a waste of resources, period, in the story. So yes, it's an inferior quality product from, a, from an audiophile standpoint, from an audio standpoint. And if you're not used to this, if you're um, sitting at home and you know, I have all the records and I really like the BBC sessions, um, but I don't really want bootlegs, you're probably gonna sit and listen to this and go, oh, it's a bit iffy. That's spotty quality. 
Uh, but get past that. Get past that because it, it's a great recording. It's a great show. It's a phenomenal effort. And it's, um, I'm blo I've been blown away. I have to go now when this is done. Sorry, I, I'm not saying, oh, I have to go now. Um, nice to talk to you. <laughs> well, although it's getting there. It's getting there. I'm running out of steam here. Um, but I mean, I, I have to go in the next week and listen to two. Because, because for this show, right? I've been listening to this a lot, as much as anything for this show. But I've also been wanting to listen to it. Two is coming down the pike, and um, um, and it is time for me to go. Look at that. That's the dog corner. Two is coming, and, and I'm, you know. Anyway, that's Ramble on Radio, episode number sixty-three. Okay, so I've stepped in, and I've, I've kind of I'm doing an edit here. Um, I have to silence the track there. So yeah, so I'm going to be listening to two for the next week, uh, and it's going to be hard to pull me away from one. Is what I've been, what I'm getting at. I I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm so loving, especially the live stuff. And and two is I'm unenthusiastic about uh, about the bonus material on two in a big way. Um, but anyway, this two should pass. I'll get over it. Um, don't don't lie awake at night worrying about me having to listen to Led Zeppelin too. Um, I'll get over it. Uh, we'll get the podcast out next week somehow. Um, as agonizing as the F, F as, as it may be. And um, and anyway, that's that's about it. Um, bottom line, this is a buy. Um, the deluxe edition is a buy, in my opinion. Um, that's the official word. You can go out and get it now. Um, I expect to get the album sometime in the near future. When I do, I will actually spend some time comparing some albums and stuff we'll do an episode that just really probably at the end of all this we'll probably do an episode just talking about sound comparisons um and, and the albums and stuff but let's see where we get on that and see how far along the, the purchase path i get on this stuff um so that's it that's ramble on radio episode number 63 um, check out rambleonradio.com for notes on this week's podcast, Led Zeppelin news and reviews, and any links mentioned in today's show. Follow Ramble on Radio on Facebook, Google+, and at Ramble on Blog on Twitter. You can subscribe to Ramble on Radio through iTunes and leave a review. It helps with the placement. Listen on Spreaker. Be sure to follow Ramble on Radio and Spreaker, Spreaker with an R. Um, again, leave a, follow me. It helps with placement. And uh, check me out at Ramble on Radio on YouTube. And hopefully the first 10 minutes of this podcast will be up on YouTube. Hopefully, last podcast will get up there in the next little while, too. Uh, that's it. You have a good week. And I'm going to leave off with some Black, uh, black Mountainside slash White Summer. Um, and specifically, that spot, I think, where it should end. We'll give you about 30 seconds of it right up until... And you tell me, did you expect Kashmir to step in there? Have a good week. Bye. off the internet.